few verses found in Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy, the 11th chapter. And we're going to begin at the 18th verse. Deuteronomy chapter 11, beginning at the 18th verse. Therefore, you shall lay up these words of mine in your heart and in your soul and bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall teach them to your children, speaking of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down and when you rise up. And you shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates, that your days and the days of your children may be multiplied in the land of which the Lord swore to your fathers to give them, like the days of the heaven above the earth. Amen. Thank you. May we see Father God, we thank you for your word. We pray, Father, you would take up residence within this your earthen vessel. Lord, speak a word to these, your people, that something may be said to help us, to convict us and to convert us. Lord, we need you. We can't do anything without you. So, Lord, we just let your, ask that your spirit will reign, Father God, and move even in this message to your people. Move through this place. In Jesus' name, amen. Duty to teach duty to teach. Amen. Amen. In, in, in this book of Deuteronomy, it mentions the greatest commandment. In verse 13, it says, and it shall be that if you earnestly obey my commandments, which I command you today, to love the Lord your God, serve him with all your heart and with all your soul. Amen. We are to love the Lord thy God with, with all your heart and with all your soul. We need to love him, love him, love him. Is that right? Now, now this, this, is, this is just basic religion. Basic religion. Basic religion is loving the Lord thy God. Amen. Amen. This is, a, this is basic religion, but it also came as a mandate. God commanded, that's what mandate is. He commanded that we love the Lord our God with all our heart, with all our mind, with all our soul, amen. See, Moses spoke to the adults. Moses spoke to the adults, but, but he pointed out something. He, 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 although he talked to the adults, he, 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 he talked to them because they had the experience of the delivering power of God. But the children didn't experience it. The children hadn't experienced it, amen. So he admonished them that they should teach not only the greatest commandment, but about the experience of the past. 
Amen. Teach them what it means. Teach them what it means that we came out of Egypt. Teach them what it means about this memorial of the five stones. And, and teach them, teach them what all this means. Teach them why we came out. Teach them what, what it means about the Passover and, 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 and what it means about, about the, the symbolism of, of, of the doorpost and, and the blood. Teach them so that they may understand what it is you came through. Y'all didn't hear me. They need to know what you came through. Unless they forget and follow the wrong path. Because they don't know about where they came from. Amen. The scripture says, therefore you shall lay up these words of mine in your heart and in your soul. And bind them as a sign on your hand. And they shall be as frontless between your eyes. You shall teach them to your children, speaking of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise up. In other words, in other words, when you just, amen, you know, when you, when you, when you're heading somewhere, you're going somewhere, you're walking along with your children, tell them the story. Come on now. Amen. Can I bring it up to the date? When you're driving in your cars, amen, tell them the story. When you, when you, when you, you uh, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, maybe, maybe, you know, we don't have time to do it anymore. I don't know, do we, do we still do bedtime stories for our children? Amen. Give them a bedtime story and not just, not just uh, a, a, you know, happily ever after once upon a time, but give them the story of, of what you've been through. Give them the story of your, your past. Give them the story of, of what you know, amen, where they came from, who they are. Am I right about it? See, in, in, in this text, in this text, there's, there's actually three rules that were given in this text. There are three rules. He said, he said, lay up these words of mine in your heart. In other words, number one, let our hearts be filled with the word of God. Let our hearts be filled with the word of God. And then he said, and bind them as a sign on your hand that they may be frontlets between your eyes. In other words, let our eyes be fixed on the word of God. Yes, Finally, he said, and then teach them to your children, speaking of them when you sit in your house. And so in other words, he said, let your tongues be employed about the word of God. So those are the three word rules. Let, let, your, let our hearts be filled with the word of God. Let our eyes be fixed on the word of God. Let our tongues be employed about the word of God. Amen. Amen. The last one deals with, with speaking and teaching the children when, when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and, and when you lie down and when you rise up. Amen. Tell them, teach them, teach them, teach them, teach them. We have a duty to teach. Am I right about it? This was saying that there, there was nothing more important, listen to me, there's nothing more important for the prosperity of our people and keeping up in religion in our nation than the education of our children. There's nothing more important to the prosperity of our people and keeping up uh, religion than the education of our children. We need to educate them, amen. Amen. And when I say educate, I don't just necessarily mean, amen, you know, I don't even know if they do the three R's anymore, reading, writing, and arithmetic. Amen. But we need to teach them, amen. We can't depend on just the school system to teach them about 
what our own heritage, our own history. Because I, let me tell you something. The, the, the school system, uh, they do the best they can and they do the best they can. But, but I'm, 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 let's, let's be honest. They, they're not going to teach it all. They're not going to teach the children, amen, amen, about your, where you came from and who you are and things like that. They're not going to teach that. That's up to us. Amen. Parents, grandparents, church. Amen. amen. Training, church, training, church, training. Amen. We gotta we gotta teach them. We gotta teach the children. And and this is a principle that, that we need to glean from today. That the teaching part, the teaching part, the teaching part. Amen. Uh, we honor Martin Luther King this weekend. We honor Martin Luther King all week. Uh, has been Dream Week. I don't know if you participated in any events, or, but there's been things going on all week. Uh, we as we honor Martin Luther King even this weekend, uh, commencing on tomorrow, any up tomorrow with the the march. Amen. We 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 always brag that that uh, the march in San Antonio is one of the largest, if not the largest in the nation. Amen. That's wonderful. And that we honor him, that we honor him. We know that King was a civil rights activist. He was a Baptist preacher. Yeah, I should have got a lot of amens on that. He became the most visible spokesperson and leader in the civil rights movement from 1955 until his assassination in 1968. We remember him. We remember him. King is best known for the advancing of his civil rights through nonviolence and civil disobedience. We, we know what that is, nonviolence and civil disobedience. That means, amen, they had classes. They had classes every Wednesday night, every Tuesday night. Amen, they had classes for months, even before the, the Montgomery boycott, on what to do on what to do uh, to how to be non-balanced so, so when they spit in your face how not to react when they when they when they talk about you how not to react when they sit the dogs on you how not to react when they when they when they strike your face how not to react non-balanced some of y'all look at me like uh -uh. You have to understand that non-balance, he, and, he, and, and he, he, his non-balance principles came from Mahatma Gandhi, amen, and, and, and you have to understand that he said, we, we have to win this thing, but we have to be violent, because violence begets violence. They'll try to provoke you, they'll try to, they'll try to, they'll try to push you, they'll try to get you started, but you can't, amen, react to it. The sad truth here is that, that we do not teach our children about this part of our history. And if we don't teach them, they'll never know the important and how important their present life is. Y'all didn't hear me. If we don't teach them about our history, they won't know how important their present life is. We have a duty, a duty to preach. Moses told the people, Moses told the people, Moses told the people, teach them about your experience. Teach them about your experience, amen? We have some folks here who have had some experiences. Moses told them, teach them, teach them, talking about the children, teach them about your experience. While Martin Luther King was very prominent in the civil rights movement, he wasn't the only one. Anybody know he wasn't the only one? We have an entire generation who has forgotten or never even knew who Rosa Parks is. Amen. Some of them don't even know, or they, haven't, they don't remember who Rosa Parks is. 
We have too many sitting on the back of the bus now clowning and disrespecting those who's, who, who gave their lives and who set out and did things and, 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 and sacrificed that we may have a chance to sit at the front of the bus. Come on, somebody. So much so now you don't even want to get on the bus because they, they go to the back and they clown and then they amen. Sadly, I'm, let's just be truthful. Sadly, you know who it is. The same ones that we fought to get them from the back of the bus to the front of the bus. They forgot. They forgot. Because they weren't taught, amen. We must, we must teach them and share the story of our not too distant past. Amen. We have a president, amen. Uh, uh, we have a president who has ridden on the cry to make America great again. And what it was really implies is let's go back to the way it was when discrimination was okay and, and racism was okay and normal. Amen. But we gotta teach them. Unless we teach our unless we teach our children that this is not right, they will fall back into that cultural conditioning. Y'all know, let me let me tell you what cultural conditioning is. Cult, cultural conditioning in America, um, there's an activist called Joe by uh, named Joe Madison. He says the cultural conditioning in America, uh, we are culturally conditioned to believe that white is superior, black is inferior, and the manifestation of that cultural conditioning is the black is that black people are undervalued, underestimated, and marginalized. That's what you see going on. That's why, that's why now, amen. Here it is, 2020. 2020. And it's, and it's a crime to drive while black. Take out your trash while black. Go to the park while black. Pick up, stand out in front of your own apartment while black. Go to the store while black, amen. I know y'all 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 didn't want to hear this kind of stuff this morning, but God told Moses to tell them the story. Tell the children the story. Tell them about your experience growing up. Uh, you know, so they can understand, understand where we came from, where we came from, where, what it's all about. Amen. I'm not that old myself, but but I'm thankful the teachers I had growing up. I remember, I remember, I remember growing up in the summertime, we could only go to certain pools that were black only. Come on, somebody. I remember signs on the water fountain that, that said white only or colored only. Amen. We learned the marching song, We Shall Overcome. Amen. We learned it. We, 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 and we learned that in school. We shall overcome. And we sang it in school. We sang it in the community. And we sang it standing side by side. Amen. And, and when we sang it side by side, we interlock hands. But we didn't just interlock hands. We reached across our body so that we, could, we would be, it, it, it would bring us closer and tighter to signify the bond that we have as a people together. Amen. Am I right about it? We were reminded and taught that our history wasn't just about slavery. It wasn't just about slavery. 
We learned of great minds, inventors, poets, scientists, great people that changed the world who were black people, amen. Hello, somebody. So we have a duty to teach the generations who did not experience the struggle. Thank God they had not experienced the struggle, but they need to understand what the struggle was about. Y'all don't hear me. Y'all don't hear me. I know y'all was ready for some hooping, but amen. Even our struggle as a people, even when we were struggling as a people, even in our struggle as a people, we kept God first. Moses said, keep God first. Keep God first. You know, there, there was a time in our history that God was first and, and everything we did, everything we did, amen, amen. If we made decisions, if we, if, if, if we wanted to find out about the news, if we, if, if we wanted to have a meeting, we went to the church house. Amen. We went to the church house. Amen. Come on, somebody. Maybe you don't realize it. Maybe you don't realize it, but even, even in our country's history, even in our country's history, most of the new communities and new places that came up, the church was in the middle of the community, and the community was built around the church. The jailhouse was on the outskirts of town. Amen. Now you go to a lot of these communities and the jailhouses on the center of the town because that's where the income comes in. <laughs> and they make, they make a living off of incarcerating people. Y'all know what people they incarcerate? Hello. More than 70%, maybe 80% of those incarcerated Wow. We have to understand the struggle is real. The struggle is real. We came through a struggle. Amen. But even in the midst of the struggle, we kept God first. Our hearts were filled with his word. Our eyes were fixed on the word. Our tongues were employed to speak and teach those who do not know about his word. It hasn't changed. Our eyes still need to be fixed on his word. Our, heart, our, 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 our tongues need to be employed about teaching his word. Amen. We, our, our, our hearts need to be filled with his word. We have a duty to teach our children their history and where they came from. I'm proud of my heritage. Anybody here proud of their heritage? Amen. You need to tell where you came from. You need to tell where you came from. Amen. I'm proud. Let me tell you something. I'm proud that my father, who dropped out of school in the eighth grade to work, and later served in his country, U.S. Army. I'm proud that he worked for the Department of State, for the State Department. He and several others successfully filed and won an equal opportunity lawsuit, which allowed them to be paid as much as their white counterparts. Come on, somebody. I'm proud of my mother who graduated from Spingarn High School in Washington, D.C., which was the last segregated high school built in Washington, D.C. before the U.S. Supreme Court uh, ruled to uh, take segregation out of school. Spingarn was considered to be one of the top black schools in the district. She wanted to enlist in, in, in the Navy uh, by way of RO, the Navy ROTC, but she was unable to because she was a black woman. She couldn't get the endorsement to get in. All right, all right, all right. Come on. But I'm proud of my heritage. I'm proud.
proud of my, my, my grandmother who was, who, was, who was blind at a very early age and she still ran a successful business so much so that she would sit, she had a business in a prominent places and she would, uh, had a newsstand in which she sold things to people, amen, and she was recognized by Mamie Eisenhower for uh, one of the women of the year. Amen. But you got to tell the history. You got to tell the history. We all have history. Amen. Now I can go on and on about my, my humble beginnings, but, but it's not about me. It's about our struggle in this country and making sure that our children understand that they know where we are and where we came from. Amen. You need to teach them about the boycotts and the demonstrations and, and, and that resulted in being able to eat at the restaurants that they eat at now. Come on, you need to let them know that because of the boycotts and demonstrations, they can go to the stores and buy things that, amen, we couldn't even go into before. Amen. amen. They take it for granted that they can go right down the street and, and go into stores that we couldn't even go into and live in neighborhoods you couldn't even walk through. Amen. Drive cars you didn't have access to. Y'all don't even know what I'm talking about. They don't know it. If they knew it, if we taught it, they would be more mindful and more appreciative. Amen. Of what they have. Amen. Come on, somebody. If, if, if it had not been for the Lord on our side, where would we be? If it had not been for the Lord on our side, where would we be? How can you know where you're going? If you don't know where you've been, God gave us a duty to teach, and we need to teach our children, teach everyone around us that we, amen, not, not only shall we overcome, but we are overcoming, and we did overcome. We need to teach them that, that amen, you were born from kings and queens, not slavery. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. We need to understand, amen. Hey, come on, somebody. We need to understand that we, we even though uh, as a people we were brought here involuntarily, we still did things in this country to make this country what it is today. Amen. And they, they, they stripped us of the things we knew, but let me tell you something. Amen, amen. Uh, 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 <laughs> let me just say it like this. Amen, amen. Jesus didn't look like he did until, amen, until after we got here, amen, because uh, they changed they changed his picture because the Bible said he had hair of wool. The Bible said he had skin of brazen uh, brass. Amen. Come on, somebody. The Bible said he had fire in his eyes, red eye. Amen. Come on, somebody. We need to understand, we need to understand that we, it was uh, uh, us coming here, amen, that, that we came here as kings and queens. You can't define the fact, amen, that even though that Israelite lived in Egypt for 400 years, God said, my people will come out. And when they come out, I'm going to lift them up. I'm going to place them where they need to be. And I'm so glad that he lifted us up. When I say us, I'm talking about all of us as a people. I'm like Martin Luther King, I'm not just talking about black children, white children, Jews and Gentiles. We all live in this thing together. Am I right about it? I tell you what, if we all go to war together, we all bleed red blood. It's not about black, white, Jew or Gentile, but we need to understand we have a duty to our children to teach them 
that they are somebody. We have a duty to our children to let them know they are, they came from kings and queens. We have a duty to let them know that they are just as smart than everybody else. It's not just about running the ball fast. It's not just about shooting it in a hoop. Amen. It's also about what we have up here. We are smart people, intelligent people. Somebody ought to say, yeah. And God said, if you keep my word in your heart, if you keep my, your eye on my word, if you employ your mouth to teach the word of God, somebody will be saved. Am I right about it? I am so glad if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves, turn from their wicked way, and pray, then shall I hear from heaven and hear their prayer, and I will heal their land. And I'm so glad that God heard somebody pray for me. A little black boy raised up in a black community, one of the prominent communities in the suburbs of Washington, D.C. It was an African-American community, started for African-Americans, went to a school where everybody knew who you were. The teachers lived in your community. The principal lived in the community. Those who worked at the school lived in the community. Somebody said, well, that didn't sound too nice, but I'm here to tell you they all had a vested interest in making sure those little children knew about their heritage. They made sure those little children knew about where they came from. They made sure that those little children headed in the right directions. And they made sure that those little children, that when they grew up, they would be about God's business. They would know that even no matter what anybody else said, they were rich beyond measure. They had knowledge just like anyone else. And because of that, God blessed them. And I'm blessed. I'm truly blessed. Is there anybody here that's been blessed? Maybe you didn't have my story, but you have a story that you can pass on to your children and their children's children to let them know that everything is okay because who they are, they belong to God. It's not about what somebody say you are. It's about who you know you are. There was two children fighting, amen, on the grass one day. They were, they were in a fight, and when the fight got stopped, somebody said, why are you fighting? Because they called me out of my name. She called me out of my name. Y'all know how y'all do. Y'all get upset when folks call you out of your name, when they call you everything but a child of God. You get upset, and you ready to fight. The question is, if she calls you out of your name, if she calls you a name that's not yours, why in the world did you answer? If that wasn't your name. Y'all look at me like that, but they, we have folks here today. 
Amen. Get upset, right, church, because somebody called them out of their name. If that wasn't your name. Hello? I, I, I'm through, but let me, let me just share this. Let me share this with you. I don't do a lot of posting on Facebook and stuff like that. You know how folks say, you know, they, they tell you what they have for dinner, what they have for lunch. Put it on Facebook. You know, they put all kinds of things like that on Facebook. Amen. They put that, it's like, I'm dating myself, so I don't even know what I'm talking about, but it's like Peyton Place. Anybody remember Peyton Place? Everybody's business is only looking me crazy. What's Peyton Place? Ask your mama, she'll tell you what Peyton Place is. <laughs> everybody's business. If you want to know everybody's business, go to Peyton Place. Amen. But, but I, don't, I don't post a lot. But there was, there's one time I, I had to post something on, on Facebook. And, and I don't even remember when I posted it. I don't remember how long ago it was, but I remember what I said. And I almost remember verbatim, and it went something like this Why is it that people who wasn't there when my mama birthed me, who wasn't there when my parents raised me up who wasn't there when my mother and father gave me my name why is it that they think they have a right to call me whatever they want to call me and change my name you weren't there when I was born you didn't give me my name you didn't raise me how is it that you think you can change my name one of my, my, one of my pet peeves and my wife will tell you I get upset you meet folks for the first time and they ask you, what's your name? And they shake hands with you. How you doing, how you doing? You know, what's your name? And I tell them what my name is because they just ask me, what's your name? I tell them what my name is. And then they turn around and ask me, after I tell them what their name is, they ask me what my name was. They turn around and ask me, so what do you want to be called? They try, they try to shorten my name. So I tell, I, I tell them my name. And they say, so what do you want to be called? Do you want to be called this or do you want to be called this? No, I want to be called the name you just asked. I just told you. You asked me what my name was. What do you want to be called? I want to be called by my name. But they try to shorten your name. You know, they, they too lazy. My name is Edward. So we don't even call you. Want to be called Ed, Eddie? We don't call. My name is Edward. Didn't everybody told you? Hello. I get righteously indignant when folks tell me that. I look at them. I don't care who they are. So excuse me. You just asked me what my name was. Amen. Don't ask me what I want to be called when I ask when you ask me what my name. I told you what I want to be. And then if I will get righteous indignant if I if I look at them crazy. I, I got an attitude that day. They say, what's your name? I tell them. They say, what do you want me to call? I say, you can just call me sir. <laughs> Amen. Amen. My wife laughs at me, but I listen to my wife sometimes too. She, she do the same thing. I think I got her started at 
folks be calling on the phone. And they, they, they think they know her. And they call her Stephanie. You say, no, you call me Mrs.